space is now open for business. Everybody, to the third episode of Space Ventures Radio, the podcast that takes a close look at the products, teams, and business models behind today's most exciting space ventures. My name is Raleigh Warner, and I'll be your host. Today's episode is focused on an Earth observation company called Descartes Labs that wants to beat the USDA at its own game of predicting corn yields in the United States. So if you're interested in what's going on in the commercial space sector and want to get the nitty-gritty on a venture-backed, corn-focused space tech company, stay tuned. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Wilson, All right, so here's how this episode is going to go down. I'm going to give you a run-through of all the sections that I'll cover about Descartes Labs. If you've listened to previous episodes of SVR, definitely feel free to skip this section, but if this is your first time listening, stay tuned. So what I'm going to start with is a one- to two-minute high-level overview of the company that I'm calling the Upshot. So the goal with the Upshot is to deliver as much value to you as I can, as quickly as I can, so that anyone who just has a few minutes to listen still gets something out of the show. Now, after the upshot comes the beating heart of this show, the closer look. And I've structured this section to reflect how a company might present itself in a pitch to potential investors. Specifically, what I'm going to cover is the problem that the company is addressing, the solution it's providing, the company's business model and the market opportunity, the founding team, and finally, I'll take a look at the competition. So to close out the episode, I'll give you a sense of the company's roadmap, basically checking out what the future looks like for Descartes Labs. And then finally, I wrap things up with a summary and my own personal estimations of how risky or how solid the company might be. So if that all sounds good, let's get started. All right, jumping into the upshot here. Founded in 2014, Descartes Labs is an earth observation and data analytics company aiming to, quote, build a living, breathing atlas of the world by applying artificial intelligence to satellite imagery. To achieve that vision, Descartes Labs is forecasting global commodity crop production more accurately, more frequently, and more granularly than the best government or commercial sources. Those are their words. And they've started with the United States corn market. Now, the Earth observation sector is becoming a crowded space, with EO companies representing over 70% of the space tech venture deals in 2015. But Descartes Labs is carving a highly specialized niche in the market by focusing intently on their machine learning-powered prediction models and applying them to a very specific industry. Now, it's worth noting that they're not alone in this specific pursuit, as a new direct competitor has shown up recently. Additionally, there may be some weakness in their business model with regard to data ownership, but we'll address that more in the closer look section. All things considered, Descartes Labs appears to be amassing a unique data set that's both valuable to a large market and difficult to replicate, making it a really attractive company. And that's the upshot. 
For those of you who can stick around, I'll go into a lot more depth in a moment. If you have to jump out now, thank you very much for tuning in and have an awesome day. If you'd like to get updates about the podcast, feel free to follow Space Ventures Radio on Twitter. The handle is at Space Tech Radio. Now for everyone still with me, let's jump in to the closer look. All right, to kick off the closer look, let's examine the problem that Descartes Labs is addressing. So remember, even though Descartes Labs' long-term goal is to predict global yields for a variety of crops, right now they're focused just on corn production in the United States. The current go-to source of predictive information about corn in the United States is the USDA, the United States Department of Agriculture. Now, although the USDA is far and away the best organization for predicting U.S. corn harvests, there are still inefficiencies and limitations, and let's look at the big three. First, the USDA starts releasing monthly forecasts for corn production in August, about four months after planting begins. Second, the reports are produced monthly, which makes them relatively low frequency. And third, the USDA reports require thousands of on-the-ground personnel, but even a workforce of that size can only achieve limited survey and analysis time per farm, considering how much land there is to cover. Now let's talk about Descartes Lab's solution, and I'm going to start this section off by reading a quote from a Medium post by Stephen Brumby, who's a co-founder and chief strategy officer at Descartes Labs. He says... Instead of conducting paper surveys of about 10,000 farmers per month or sending out workers to visit about 1,000 fields to sample actual ears of corn, we're using satellite observations of 100,000 farms per day to estimate yield and production from the visible and infrared spectral and temporal signatures of the plants seen from orbit. Right, so he's basically advocating for let's replace this huge undertaking that the USDA does every year and replace it by using data from satellites. Now let's see why Descartes Labs is making the claim that using data from satellites will yield better predictions than the USDA's current approach. Well, first and foremost, their yield forecasts are produced weekly compared to the USDA's monthly reports. That's a 4x increase in reporting, which means more efficiency in the corn supply chain. Secondly, Descartes Labs provides forecasts in-season and on county-level yields, which offers a higher volume of local information to farmers and grain buyers. For example, grain elevators price corn locally, based on the local supply of corn from farmers. By understanding that supply, elevator managers can price corn for better market efficiency. And finally, the nature of their infrastructure, basically using satellites and weather stations that image the Earth every day, allows them to analyze every field on every farm daily, which translates into way more data collected and thus more accurate predictions. But just how accurate are their forecasting models? Here's a quote from a VentureBeat article that puts how precise their models are into perspective. Quote, Descartes Labs is able to predict the corn harvest to an accuracy near 99%, which means they're effectively measuring the weight of the average kernel of corn to better than 3 milligrams, an error which is roughly the weight of a grain of sand. And according to co-founder Steve Brumby's Medium post, the company's 2015 predictions beat the USDA estimates for August, September, and October. And that was a year ago. So it's going to be really exciting to see what happens for this year's harvest. 
And if you want to see the data for yourself, Descartes Labs released its first 2016 corn forecast just last week. If you want to check it out, go to DescartesLabs.com forecast. They even have an iPhone app called Descartes Crops that offers the same report in a mobile format. Some interesting additional functionality on the app is the option to comment and provide feedback on the estimates. It's possible the company may be adding some qualitative data into their prediction models as well. Also, it's worth noting that last year, the company forecasted corn production for individual states and for the country as a whole, but this year they're offering state-level predictions as well as county-level predictions. Imagine what they might do next year. Let's jump into the business model and the market opportunity. So what is Descartes Labs' revenue model? How do they make money? In the corn forecasting space specifically, customers can pay to have access to the company's API and its two-day forecasting updates. But Descartes Labs also offers a few other products based on their Descartes Labs Forecasting Platform, or DLFP, which they're positioning as a general-purpose machine learning platform well-suited for a range of applications, so not just agriculture. They also provide specialized solution suites for insurance and government in the form of the Descartes Labs Insurance Analytics, which provides a range of solutions for U.S. and international crop insurers and reinsurers, as well as Descartes Labs Global Risk Terminal, a food security solution for defense, intelligence, and civilian government agencies. It's hard to tell from an outside perspective how much traction these ancillary products are getting, and I haven't seen any information on pricing yet. Let's talk about the market opportunity here. The opportunity that more accurate corn harvest forecasting presents alone is impressive. So the National Corn Growers Association, NCGA for short, estimates that the value of the aggregate annual crop harvest of U.S. corn is $49 billion. That's billion with a B. In that context, even a 1% difference in price would represent half a billion dollars in value. So it stands to reason that if Descartes Labs can beat the current predictive models and really help inform corn pricing, there's a lot of money to be made. And just as a brief aside, I'll talk quickly about the uses for corn, because it's not like the U.S. population is eating $49 billion worth of corn every year. That would be out of control. So in America, it's actually used primarily for ethanol, animal feed, and high-fructose corn syrup. So roughly 40% of the U.S. corn yield is used for ethanol. Roughly 36% is used for animal feed. Much of the rest is actually exported, and what's left is primarily used for high-fructose corn syrup. So actually, corn used for food is a very small fraction of the total harvest. All right, let's talk about founding team here, starting with CEO and co-founder Mark Johnson. Now, if experience as a successful executive is a prerequisite for success in a startup, Johnson definitely checks the box here. From 2011 to 2014, he was CEO of Zeit, a personalized news app. He shepherded the company through two exits in just four years, once to CNN in 2011 and then to Flipboard in 2014. As the CEO of Descartes Labs, he's raised nearly $9 million in funding, including a Series A round that closed last November, and he's assembled an impressive team of 17. In terms of his background and his performance with Descartes Labs thus far, it definitely appears that this company has the right person at the helm. 
Co-founder Stephen Brumby is the chief strategy officer, and he definitely brings some serious technical know-how, with both a bachelor's degree and a PhD in theoretical physics from the University of Melbourne. Brumby was a senior research scientist at the Los Alamos National Laboratory Information Sciences Group and led their deep learning computer visions project for satellite imagery, aerial video, and social media video analysis. And the third and final co-founder of Descartes Labs is Mike Warren, who serves as chief architect. Warren was a scientist at Los Alamos National Laboratory as well for 25 years, where he knew Stephen Brumby. He has degrees in physics and engineering and applied science from Caltech, and he received a PhD in physics from the University of California, Santa Barbara. Honestly, if the recipe for a successful team involves proven track records, relevant experience, and working well together, Descartes Labs is in great shape. All right, time to talk competition here. Descartes Labs' major competitor is Orbital Insight. Now, Orbital Insight doesn't focus exclusively on crop yield forecasting. They offer a variety of products, but they're applying the same principles of automated prediction via AI and machine learning to geoanalytics. Now, I'm going to talk about the possible exit scenarios for Descartes Labs here because I'm anticipating a fair amount of consolidation amongst new space companies over the next five to eight years. As such, I'd like to talk about what direct and indirect competitors could benefit from acquiring Descartes Labs. Okay, so possible acquisition partner number one is going to be Orbital Insight. And this one's pretty straightforward. These two companies are jockeying to be the top dog in the geoanalytics space. As such, Orbital Insight could effectively own this sector through an acquisition of Descartes Labs, since they could both absorb a direct competitor and a wealth of information to add to their existing data corpus. Now, Orbital Insight has raised nearly $30 million, and they started in 2013, a year before Descartes Labs was founded. So strictly in terms of financing and experience, they're a more mature company. So it'll be really interesting to see if Orbital considers acquiring Descartes Labs in about 12 to 18 months, presumably when they'll close their next round of financing. So another possible acquisition partner could be Planet, which owns the satellites that collect the imaging data that both Orbital Insight and Descartes Labs use. If Planet wanted to acquire some geoanalytics, AI, and machine learning talent, as well as a massive library of data based on their own imaging, Planet could look to purchase either Orbital Insight or Descartes Labs. At the moment, Orbital Insight would take more capital to acquire, since they've raised nearly $30 million, versus Descartes Labs, which has raised $9 million. As such, Descartes Labs would be the cheaper buy for Planet. Of course, there are a lot of assumptions baked into both of these acquisition scenarios, and it's important to note that rising tides will definitely raise all ships in this sector. Success by either Orbital Insight or Descartes Labs will raise the profile of the space, helping the other company out as well. In fact, Orbital Insight was featured both in The Economist and The Wall Street Journal this week, so this space of geoanalytics and looking at crop yields using alternative data to inform different markets is definitely getting a lot more attention, which is going to be great both for Orbital Insight and for Descartes Labs. All right, we're going to close out the Closer Look section of this episode with the roadmap, looking at the future of Descartes Labs. So a big moment for this company is coming up in January 2017, and here's a quote from the Wall Street Journal to explain why. 
quote, it will be difficult to determine the accuracy of their computer-generated predictions until January when the USDA's more rigorous analysis comes out. So that January report from the USDA will be a major bellwether of how Descartes Labs is doing. We'll see if their models have improved since last year, and if so, by how much. In terms of expanding their product offering, as of right now, the list of countries on their coming soon list totals around 50, including most of Europe. And they plan on forecasting for six additional crops, soy, coffee, cotton, palm, rice, and wheat. So thinking about right now, where they're just looking at the United States corn crop yields, and then thinking about adding all of these different countries and all of these different crops, Descartes Labs definitely has a big, bold vision in their roadmap. Now, there's no current announcement on what coming soon actually means, but I imagine if their U.S. corn crop predictions are a success come January, we'll be seeing some rapid growth for this company. So that's it for the closer look. We're going to round out this episode with some conclusions. So as I mentioned in the upshot, one possible weakness in the business model is the fact that Descartes Labs does not own the satellite imagery that they use for their data analytics platform. Instead, they license it from Planet, which has an ever-growing constellation of Earth observation satellites mapping and observing the Earth. In the event that Planet decides that it wants to spin up its own machine learning and data analysis products for the ag space, Descartes Labs could find itself without their primary source of data. On the flip side, I want to talk about one of the major strengths of Descartes Labs' business model, and I'm going to quote one of my friends, actually, John Melos Kiriazzi, who's an investor at Spark Capital in San Francisco, who recently wrote an article on TechCrunch about startups using AI and machine learning. He says, for AI and machine learning-based startups, quote, the challenge with executing a stellar trajectory lies in the defensibility of the data asset. There are two questions investors and entrepreneurs should ask themselves. First, does somebody else already own the data asset with a propensity to use it in a competitive manner? And second, how hard would it be for someone to replicate a similar data asset? If the answers are no and difficult, you're in business, end quote. So with regard to John's first question here, there's only one part of Descartes Labs' data asset that they don't own, and that's the raw imaging data from Planet. However, there currently aren't any indications that Planet wants to start analyzing its satellite imagery the way Descartes Labs does, primarily because doing so would cause them to lose some major customers. And with regard to the second question, would it be difficult to replicate a similar data asset? Absolutely. For context, Descartes Labs says that, quote, we now have over three petabytes of compressed satellite data in our archive, with five terabytes of new data being ingested and analyzed every day. Now, in terms of bits of information, a petabyte is eight, followed by 15 zeros. So by my estimation, Descartes Labs fits John's, quote, urine business heuristic for AI and machine learning startups. All things considered, Descartes Labs is in phenomenal shape, and they're either leading or neck and neck for the lead with Orbital Insight in the geoanalytics space. I'd say this company is one worth betting on, and I'm pumped to see how they do. That's it for this episode of Space Ventures Radio, the podcast that digs deep into new space ventures. I'm Raleigh Warner, and it's been awesome sharing this exciting company with you. You can stay updated on the latest with Space Ventures Radio on Twitter. The handle is at Space Tech Radio. Thanks for listening and have an awesome day. Take me home.